If you saw my dice, you'd be envious. I have an awesome metal set of dice that I first initially received as a birthday present. And one just wasn't enough. These, si- these dice are so awesome that I had to order a second set. And a third. I, I-, I could be a little crazy. But-, but that said, you should see these. And you can, actually. Head over to DiceEnvy.com and check out the metal sets of dice that you can get there. They're just they're fantastic. There's, they have a nice weight to them. They're, they're beautiful in texture. And um, just check them out. If you head over to our show notes, there'll be a link there. Follow that link. Head over to Dice Envy. Grab your set of dice. You're going to love it. You'll no longer be envious, but others will be envious of you. Sweet. Do you like sound? I like sound. Sound is pretty cool. It lets you hear things. You see, you can get even better sound if you go to BattleBards.com, where you can get yourself a Prime account, which is pretty dope. It allows you streaming access and sound tools, which allow you to make the sound even better. Plus, if you use our discount code STACK, you can get 20% off of a Prime subscription. Go to BattleBards.com today. Thanks, everyone, for contributing. I know people get tired of hearing me talk all the time. But if you feel like catching us through our social media presences, feel free to check us out on Twitter and Instagram using our at stackodice handle. We have an email address, stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Our wiki, vardalon.fandom.com. And before we get started with a question and, and roll into the episode, I just want to say this has been a super month for us as far as downloads go. We are not even halfway through the month, and we are already more than halfway towards our biggest download month ever. So just thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate you being involved in the show and supporting us in that way. It's really helpful to us to know that people are interested in hearing what we're putting together. And effective as of this episode, I want to start opening the the description of the game world up to the players a little bit. So when we get to a place, I'm going to start the description, but then I'll ask for input about what helps to build the scene. So just be ready for that, and we'll see where that takes us. For our question to start us out this time, Thane was quick to notice that each verse in the song from the monastery in Dao Huin was written in haiku. Can you compose a haiku for your character? Five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, five in the third. I am strong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see brown. It streaks. Then there's a crack. No. (laughs) But not that kind. Man, I don't know. (laughs) I need five syllables. Syllables. Yes. <laughs> For this stupid poem, the DM wants me to write. <laughs> I need syllables. The there you go. I need syllables for this stupid poem the DM wants me to write. There you go. You stole mine. Sandy Shore. Blue water shimmers. What's the name of the lady who made my casserole? Matilda. You covering your work so no one else can see it? Well, kind of, just so I can... No cheating. Well, I'm working it out. Be sure to show all your work. You just gave me an anxiety attack right there. Done. Excellent. Wait till the others are done. Are you done? Uh, I have something. I'm trying to think if I could have a more interesting first line. I see. 
the look of intense concentration at this table is amazing. And we're just waiting on Michael slash Bash. Maybe that's what you should change your name to. Michael slash Bash. <laughs> Michael slash Bash. Got it. Great. Who wants to go first? Me. <laughs> I think you'll go last. What? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, okay. Our, our stuff always sounds terrible compared to yours. Bash eats the mushrooms. He likes mushroom casserole. Mind elevated. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now he just needs to find some. It's been a long time. Man, huh? any mushrooms for a while. Fantastic. I like it. Fane? Green eyes ablazing, guiding bolt prepared to strike. I'm coming with you. Yes! Nice. <laughs> and Tira and Meredith. You guys clap too loud. All right. Tira Dith. Tira Dith. <laughs> oh my All goodness. right. I have Tira Ironstag. Mighty mini, mighty friend to all the downtrod. Nice. I really like it. Uh, if you did not already have inspiration, go ahead and take inspiration for this episode. <laughs> if, if you had inspiration, I did. Take three experience points. Yay! Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I like those. In fact, I'll go ahead and post those on Twitter individually. Yeah. Uh, with your hashtag character name. Yeah. Right on. I sort of uh, cheated. I put casserole. I put a little... That's fine. Casserole. Bread, I put yeah. a little... Uh, well, I used an arcane form of a word, okay, okay, so... Okay. I mean, Archaic? I oh, made... Yeah, arcane. No, I right. like arcane better. I like arcane better. She's like... <laughs> Don't run! <laughs> I said... I said... Dr. Ablazing. Strange. Yeah, exactly. I said ablazing instead of blazing. Yes, you so did. Ablazing. Yeah. Ablazing. Poetic license. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's see how... These feed into your characters in this episode. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master of this 5th edition D&D adventure. Thanks for joining us as we continue our story, which takes place in our made-up world of Vardalon. With me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womber Bash Benson Mum. Thane is Petey Greyhawk. In our last episode, after the battle, the tower ascended, and there was kind of a harrowing escape off the top of the tower as Tira and Peter and Thump all had to slide down the exterior of this pillar just before it lifted off into the heavens. Before that happened, they talked with a figure that had awakened on top of the tower to find out that he was one of the original bards, one of the true bards, by the name of Antiphon. And he was kind of a jerk. <laughs> I was literally going to say that. And he was kind of a jerk. He flew off the top of the tower. Bash tried to catch up with him to get some information, and Antiphon was not forthcoming. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the infamous moment... Uh, and so uh, that's where we kind of left off with them gathered by their horses and ready to go wherever is next. And so I have no clue where you're headed. Terrible. In fact, my notes say question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's what I have prepared for this particular episode. <laughs> so let's get going. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. Me. Me? <laughs> uh, question mark, question mark, <laughs> yeah. question mark. 
So it's up to you. What what are you going to be talking about here by your horses? First of all, let's, let's I, I'm going to pull out the poem of the haiku so that way we can figure out where all these pillars are so we can decide which one to go to next. Well, before we before we go looking for any more pillars, I think we need to discuss if that's even what we're supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm for, hungry. Here, have a mushroom. <laughs> you had mushrooms this entire time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell you what, why don't we just sit down here? Are we, is, are we on like a beach or shore or no, something? You're, yeah, I guess you're kind of by the shore. Now, there is the four of you uh-huh. plus your horses right. plus Kaluakos' horse, which is still tethered there. What time is it? Um... Took you a couple hours. It was a morning battle. I'm going to say it's around noon. It's also raining. Yeah, it's raining heavily. Oh, I forgot about that. And so, um, yeah, it's pretty soggy. All right. Why don't we... Uh, well, can we head back to Tuonue? Absolutely. But why don't you discuss that in yes, character? Yes, all right. All right. Um, we're in no fit state to discuss or do anything here. Let's ride back to Tuanue as fast as we can and, and find a place to sit down and eat and discuss our next move. Yes, I All agree. Right. Come, pork me the second son of the Lord of the Horses. <laughs> I mount him and I raise my fist in the air. Lightning zaps down and strikes Peter. I am literally just all metal. I think we all just get on our horses. Um, who's going to lead? We can't just leave that giant's. Well, he wasn't a giant. He was a what? The, the guy we beat, he wasn't a He giant. was a very tall human. Oh, I thought he was a... A Goliath? Oh, you said he was a barbarian. Yes. That doesn't mean he's yeah. a different race. I right. forgot about that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we can't just leave Kalawakus's horse stranded here. Why don't I lead him back, you know, tie, him onto my, tie his lead onto my saddle or something, and we'll lead okay. him back to town. <laughs> so you, like, press a little thing, and a little rope pops out of the back of your horse. <laughs> So you, you I'm, have, I'm, I'm assuming on a, on a clockwork horse, there's going to be any number of places that I can tie a rope on. You have rope in your inventory, so that's no issue. And right. he has his tether also. Right, that's what I, I figure. I'm taking his lead Yep. and finding some place on my... So what I want you to do is start with an animal handling check. Okay. And basically... I have proficiency. Yes, you do. I'm not sure why. I don't know either. <laughs> but I think it was just one of the options based on your background and yeah. your, your barbarian class. Right, um, my so, my, my uh, proficiency checks tend to be abysmal, so we'll see how this yeah, goes. Yeah, and it's complicated by the fact that this horse is oh, it's a trained war horse, and it knows your scent. Uh, so this is going to be a DC of 17. <sighs> so basically, you reach your hand out, and gra- you wait for the horse to get far enough away from you that you can reach forward and grab the tether from the stake in the ground. You have the tether in your hand. Now, the results of this roll will dictate how the horse reacts. All right. (laughs) What'd you get? That's a total of 21. Wow. Okay. What, why don't you walk us through what you say or do? Please don't murder me. Because I'm so good. I take the tether and tie it to my... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, you said I had my hand out. Yes. So you okay. grab the tether with one hand. Okay. All right, so I, while I'm maintaining eye contact with the horse. Perfect. And I'm, I'm just, while I, keep, while I keep our eyes locked, I'm just moving slowly, you know, bringing his lead up, tying a bit of the end of my, yeah, right? Like in, what, what movie is that where the dude punches Blazing the horse Saddles. in the face? Blazing Saddles. No, I'm, think, I'm thinking Far and Away with Tom Cruise and his terrible Irish accent. 
Irish accent yeah. in heavy air quotes. But yeah, talk. Tell us about your yeah, experience. Yeah, th- uh, there was a we we were playing another game, and my character had to intimidate some guy on a horse. But I just decided to punch the horse right in the right in the face, and I think I dropped the horse, didn't I? You did. Yeah. And uh, way to go. <laughs> Pete, Peter just like crashes through our <laughs> our doors. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? Uh, and uh, so your nickname after that was Horse Puncher. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I mean, I was ready to fight the dude or, or, you know, be a little more rough with the horse if I had to, but it see, he seems like everything's going well. So I'm just going to keep eye contact. I've got my rope, a bit of it. Cause I mean, his, the reins are not gonna be enough to get me. The, so I, I, while keeping eye contact with him with a very kind of a steely glint in my eye here. And so once I have that tied and tied to my saddle, I just look at me and I say, you're coming with me. Something about the steely confidence in your voice calms the horse and while its ears are still laid back a little bit Mm -hmm. and it pulls slightly at the tether Mm -hmm. it allows you to wrap it around your saddle horn Mm -hmm. and it follows meekly behind what color is it this is where we're going to do the player thing what is what is kalawakas's horse look like give me some details i wanted to say black why don't you okay black you want to add something michael yeah, I was going to say I want it to be white with dirty, like dirty white, like with a whole bunch of spots all over it. But he already took the color of the horse. Uh-huh. No, I mean, he did. Tra- like an impressively, a, an impressive trained war horse. I, I was immediately imagining like one of those deep chestnut, but I think black is better. Like, like, like for color. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad guy. So obviously his horse is going to be black. So yeah, what, what do you want to add? Anything? Um, I, I, do, you, do you remember the horse uh, in the movie Mulan? The bad guy's horse? <laughs> Bad guys. Yeah, the, yes. the the Mongols' horse or whatever. They, well, horse. I'm all of them. They were like they, have... they were beefy. Like like oh yeah. Like they were you, huge. you had the horse that Milan and them were on when they had a nice slender nose and like a smaller like yeah nose. yeah yeah. Their stuff was like chunk along. Like they yeah. were like here, let me see. Your stuff. That doesn't was make like, it sound very intimidating. That is the horse's name, Chunkalung. Right. <laughs> we have thump. We have one thumb cracked stone. We have pork meat the second, and we have Chunkalung. <laughs> what are Which we? Oompa Loompas. Sean, you would be a cooler name for his. Is is, is he from this area, Kalawakos? Apparently does he, not. Does he sound like okay, he's from so this he area? Sean, he wouldn't have Sean as the name then. Sean, you. Maybe he got the horse from here though, and that could be the horse's name. Sean now, how would you. it be say? How would it really be said though? How is it spelled? I don't know. I've not seen it. Let's spelled. say. Well, yeah. Let's it was. Yeah, look it up. It's the the bad guy from Mulan. Yep. I'm just gonna go to IMDb and get it that yes. way. IMDb. So we'll go with the 1998 version and not the live action 2020 version. That's <sighs> no. Oh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then if you look at that compared to like Mulan's horse. Yeah. So it is S H A N Y U. Shan Yu. So, so Shan Yu. Okay. With an umlaut over the U. Right. Yu. I just, just want to make sure that I well, wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be like Shen or Shane. You know, like well, I, I, Shan I, Yu. I, I think it should be Shen, but I mean, he is a uh, Han. Yeah, mm-hmm. a Han. That's what it was, not Mongol. And they had the red eyes, yeah, the yeah. red glowing eyes. Can, okay, can, so- can he, can Chunkalungs please have red glowing eyes? So we have the color of the horse. I know, I know. And what do you want to do with that? I think his eyes won't glow red because it is an animal, not necessarily imbued with power. However, the eyes are just bloodshot. There from you go. Just like, um, you know, I guess being ridden hard and just yeah. war 
ridden. Uh, mm-hmm. His eyes are just extremely bloodshot. So when you look at him, it looks like he almost has red eyes. Yeah. Cool. And Meredith? Well, in keeping with the the physical description, like Michael said, as far as being sort of like the the evil guy's horses in, in the Mulan, um, I think we should name him Sean Yu. Okay. All right. So you don't know that, obviously. Not yet, yeah. But... Uh, but obviously, I guess. How are we ever going to know that? We're never going to know that. Ask him. The, phys- yeah, the <laughs> speak with animals. <laughs> What's your name, buddy? The physical attributes I think are, are really neat. Makes for an impressive looking beast. How tall would you say it is? I'm so forty. I'm gonna say Clydesdale. Eighteen. Like, uh, eighteen it's hands. Be, it's gonna be a big. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna but be yeah, a big I boy. Like eight, I think eighteen is a good size. When yeah. we when we had the stables across the street, I think one of the horses there was 18. 17, 17 and a half. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tall. Big. A big. Beautiful. Yeah, and black too. I think. I don't remember. Maybe. Um, but yeah, okay, great. So that's the horse, and you wrap that rope around your saddle horn, mm-hmm. swing up into your saddles, and begin making back to the south across that open grassland okay. with the horse trotting along behind you. Right. Hey, do, do, do any of you have this button on your horn? I do. Yeah. I it's do. got that little thumb flip up thing to protect <laughs> yes. it. And as soon as you flip it up, it, blo- it, it blinks red and says, do not touch yeah. in a little LED screen. Use only it. an extreme emergency. <laughs> it's got a little nuclear symbol on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, you make your way south and it took you about two hours of two and a half hours of hard riding to get from the battlefield up to here. So if you're taking your time, it's going to be more like three and a half to four hours, basically by four in the afternoon. You get back toward the area of the battlefield, and a couple things catch your eye. First of all, work details are out on the field, and already they are starting to turn up the earth. And so there are long trenches cut into the earth, and they're just lifting dead bodies and tossing them in, of unceremoniously throwing the enemy soldiers into these trenches, and they're going to just pile the dirt back on them. Meanwhile, with all reverence, they are lifting their own fallen and putting them onto heavy wagons and they're being carted back for more respectful burial within the limits of the town. Now, is it raining here too? It's definitely raining here. Oh, okay. I thought that was something that just happened. They also the saw the festivities because, I mean, with, with, this, with the size of that, that well, pillar, yeah, I mean, they, they, they saw least... it lift up at least. They saw the lightning strike. They saw it glow. They saw it lift up because it's just huge. Yeah, as soon as you approach from the north, um, they're not really keeping watch or guard, but people are quick to recognize that you have returned. And within a couple of minutes, the general comes trotting over on his own horse. He looks appreciatively at the horse that you're carrying along behind you. And he, again, shakes his head and he just smiles. He's taken off his armor. Now he's back in his regular uniform um, because the need for the armor is gone. But he waves at you, beckons you over. I guess we go over. As you approach, Thump quickly dismounts. In fact, while the horse is still moving, he swings over and trots for a little bit alongside the horse to slow down. And then he kneels before the general and holds that giant axe up. And the general looks amazed. And he says, I take it you bring good news? Yes. And with that, he reaches down (laughs) and he grabs the axe with one hand and easily lifts it up. So Thump was having... Some difficulty handling, but the, the general takes it with one hand, supports it with the other once he gets it up to a more reasonable height. And he, he just looks at the axe. 
We will hang this in the Hall of Memories. Come with me, my friends. I go with him. And he yeah. turns and leaves his adjutants there to observe to to oversee the work going on out on the battlefield. And you follow him back into the city. He leads you to what amounts to the city center, the the government main government building. It's an elaborate building with white walls and dark wood trim. So all the window surroundings and the the wood of the paper covered doors, it's all a very dark wood. And then the roofs are made of red tile mixed every now and then with little golden tiles. So that on sunnier days, it gleams and it's a really beautiful building. And as you approach, the governor of the area is waiting on the stairs He's apparently waiting for the general, but when he sees that that all of you are with him, he breaks into a, a gigantic smile, and he throws his arms out wide, and he says, My friends, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> come in, come in. All right, so I, I, I dismount, and I guess... Do we need to like, take our shoes off in here? He does not have shoes on. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm clumsily trying to get my sabatons off. <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking the wrappings help, off my little... bare feet. I actually stumble over and maybe knock over a thousand year old vase or <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like... hearing the souls of the tin shoe army. <laughs> <laughs> you have any glue or scotch tape? <laughs> I'll fix that. So you step into the main entry of the building. And why don't you give me some description, a little bit of a description of the, the lavish display. This is meant to be a welcoming hall for grand visitors, that kind of thing. So what, what kind of details are in this entry hall? It's a very open room. To yeah. say, uh, there's really, the room is the size of like the base of the building, but uh, some, some rooms are like uh, sectioned off with those little uh, paper partitions. Partitions. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have set up for maybe servants or whatever else is necessary. Uh, I would assume that the floor is actually rather soft of like these mats that they lay across the floor. But underneath the mats is a dark, uh, dark wood plank floor. Nice. Any other details? In the middle of the room, uh, there is a, a basically a hole in the floor. Um, where there is a um, there's a fire going, and then there's a, a an, an iron arm that swings over, and on that happens to be a kettle, and so uh, tea it essentially is tea there. So and there's uh, happens to be a place setting there uh, for what seemed to be just two, but as we're walking in, we see the uh, governor like raise his hand up and and wave, and they, the servants bring other settings. Sweet. They they put basically pillows around for us to sit on, and they have these little like chair backings and arms. It's, it's an arm and chair backing and one that sort of sits down on the mat so you can actually lean back if you wanted to. And then they place uh, several gawans then and around there for us to be able to drink out of. Excellent. And what's the what's the aroma in the air? Uh, I'm thinking I'm smelling a nice floral wulong. So probably maybe like a jasmine or something like that. Uh, wulong. Uh, cha. And you can smell Thump trying to match that. Mm. And it's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's a problem. I don't smell food as of yet. 
Um, that's tr- that, that in my mind. Bash. That's troubling me. But Bash. you know, I'll, I'll, settle, another, I'll settle with the, Bash, the tea a, for now. Have another mushroom. <laughs> Y'all got any food up in this junk? <laughs> and, and Meredith, you want to add anything? Uh, I'm picturing on some of the walls as you walk in. You have these long, thin uh, fabric hangings, maybe uh, with characters in silky thread. And it's what it, what it is is descriptions of other memories that are. Or maybe it's or this is this is just the entrance hall. Yes. Okay, so it's it's welcome. It, it's like maybe each one is a line of the like a welcome poem, proverbs thing. and whatnot. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, maybe reminders of the importance of good leadership. He who bathes first baths fast. <laughs> <laughs> and other such sayings of wisdom. At the corner of it, it's a sort of like a rectangular type large room. At the corner of each uh, uh, of the at the, each corner of the room, there is a very nicely ornately dressed uh, soldier, and he has um, basically a sword as well as a spear. His sword is sheathed, but he has like a long type of spear. Okay, great. So what I'm going to do is add to this. Also, along one of the walls of the room, you see a couple of. They're apparently. I don't want to say servants, maybe uh, officials in their own right under the governor, but they are actually painting or, yeah, painting more figures onto another streamer. And the governor says, we are recording your exploits here. You will be memorialized among our people for all time. Guys, we just made it into history. Tira, Tira, look, they, they took a, tree and they shrunk it it's a small tree over there do you see that (laughs) oh (laughs) i have never seen anything like that how do they do that magic great (laughs) no i don't know (laughs) i know well we don't know i'm starting to get hungry yes and actually while you are settling down onto your little place settings one of the doors slides open and out comes a servant bearing a tray and there comes that smell that you're becoming accustomed to on this land, the smell of rice mm-hmm. yeah. fills the room rice. and it supplements the tea. But then right behind that, there's a very savory smell. And they, as they, <laughs> as they pull the lids off of the various dishes on the tray, you see meats in brown sauces, you see piles of steamed vegetables and all sorts of things. And before you know it, I mean, you're just falling too. And how do you start eating? Ravenously. Also, yeah. I'm guessing we're going to a Chinese place after this. Yes, I'm like, Panda I, Express, I, here yes, we go. Yes, Sitting yes, there please, sipping the tea, please. I like my eyeballs. As soon as the food entered the room, my eyeballs did not leave their placement in front of us. But I look over quickly at Tira to like say, can I eat now? And I'm only going to start eating once Tara starts eating. All right. So I, I'm just going to nod and I'm grabbing a handful <laughs> Of right. <laughs> they are sitting across from you with his chopsticks, just like I mean, I'm not like you know, it's not falling all down my face and everything because I understand we're in a place and they're on, they're trying to honor us, but we we were hungry when we left and that was four hours ago. What's this green stuff? Uh, Those are called see. vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Those are called oh the wasabi. wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you take ten points of damage. Three D fire damage. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. At first, the governor looks a little taken aback by your manners, but then he realizes you have been through a lot yeah. and we're memorializing you for all time. So do yeah. what you want. Okay. Okay. Um, but as you eat, 
he and the general both began talking amongst themselves about what to do next. There have been reports coming into Tuonue from scouts out in other places, merchants coming through that this is not a localized occurrence. Armies have been rising all over the continent of Edelin and attacking in force very often most cases with success because they're striking very quickly before countries have a chance to organize an army. Tuonue at least had some preparation time, so they were able to rally the force that they did. And of course, your involvement helped with that immensely. How much of this can we understand? Are they talking about themselves in their own language or are they trying to be courteous and speak the way we understand? At first, they're talking in Huinjar. Oh, right. At first, they're talking in Huinjar their own language, but as they realize that you're not following, they quickly switch. And so then they start talking in Edeline. You know, it dawns on me that if we find out where the closest uprising or army was, that might be where um, mm, mm, <laughs> where the next um, army is, where the next place we have to go. I'm still not sure that we're even on the right track anymore. We were told to, to look into the Jewels of Edelin, and in doing that, we found out about these pillars, and so yes, it makes sense. Peter, it, it are you, you, you going to eat that? Uh, yes, Bash. Thank you very much. Peter, do you want yours? <laughs> I, I'm going to, while I'm talking to Peter, I'm going to tip a little bit into, um, into Bash's, because I'm just kind of like, <laughs> Get your own. hungry now. <laughs> nah, big sis, got to take care of little bro. Um. And I agreed with you at the beginning. I mean, it did seem to make sense that was what we were meant to do. But based on what happened with this pillar and based on what little information Antiphon was willing to give us, it almost seems like that reviving the pillar actually has a negative effect. Like that was not supposed to happen. He said he was sent to contain it. It's as if he needed to be there to keep that pillar where it was i i mean i'm still processing all this and i'm not even sure i'm thinking of it correctly but it just feels like we need to stop for a minute we've been going and going and going and just we get to one place we read a thing and we head out and we get to another place and we read a thing and we head out and it's starting to feel like we're losing track of what the whole mission here is well, your your family has a connection to the iron stag is there any way you can Call it, <laughs> summon it. Like, uh, like maybe <laughs> I'll just get out my star stone, and it will summon the iron stag. I mean, me. I, we, I, I have some questions yeah. because that guy seemed like he was pretty powerful, and he was old, and and he had no idea what I was talking about when I even mentioned the yes, iron stag. Yes, that that troubles me. That this mission was given to us by the stag, but then this bard who seems to be part of whatever is happening. Didn't know who you were talking about, or at least he claimed not to. Well, try to try to call him. I mean, okay, I, I don't know yeah. how, but... How, so I'm thinking, what what does anything occur to me as far as how to how to get in touch with this? I'm trying to think back to, like, family history or the original myths of an iron stag, anything that would help me. Can I do, like, a history check or something? I'm trying to think, of what's, a, what's a thing? That, well, that, no, I don't want to do a history check. I got nothing on that. <laughs> I failed history. I failed history for real. That's, I mean, first of all, intelligence is my lowest score, and I have zero proficiencies, in, and my modifier is only one, so my chances of... Uh, what about... I mean, I'm looking at other things that... 
I tell you what, the last time he appeared, I was upset with you guys. I, I, about that I, one think, time we... I think you should stab me in my gut. And then he'll appear. I'm not I'm doing not... that. <laughs> I'm, do- I'm doing but that. Yet. So then the right, last so time the last time we saw him then cut. was was when we were on the run from Bird Guy, right? And he basically took them out. No, like no, we no. kept we, we kept... saw him more recently than that. It was after the when you stopped with the apparatus and you just got out and ran. And yeah. then he made the potion oh, for you. Oh, that's right. And then, yeah. He made the potion for you. Yes, that's right. So it, that is the last time. Okay, and so I yeah, was upset So yeah, you were then. upset. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to stab you in your gut just to call up the iron stag. The emperor's just sta- staring like, at us. Governor. What are you people talking the, the about? Emperor, oh, right, the governor. You said emperor. <laughs> He's the got governor. a new groove. Yeah. The governor's right, just anyway, there, so Anyway, so, confused. I mean, do you have a recommendation for me as how I could try and... Your, the whispers coming from your stone have been mm-hmm. changing steadily over time. And perhaps you can pick out something in the music that could yeah. influence your ability to do something like that. But right. it would take you really sitting down in a quiet place and concentrating. Yes. A long rest. Can you ask your mom for help? Do you know, I don't, it, it's not like I can just call her up whenever I have a question. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, and I wish I could the get force doesn't dad. work like that's not how the force works. <laughs> um, you don't have a high metachlorian count. <laughs> yeah, it's off the charts. And that's oh. where we're going to end this episode. Oh, what? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to figure something out. Here. All right, I-, I agree. I think we need to try and contact the stag, but I can't. There's too much. There's too much going on right here, right now, and so I'm going to turn to the. I guess, who would I talk to, the governor or the general? It's up to you. You might feel more at ease with the general. All right. And so I, I maybe put a hand on him or to somehow get his attention while he's talking with the governor. She lays on hands. Yes. No, I do that. Um, is, there, is there a quiet stall or room or section in this... Hall of Memories where I could go by myself to try and, and concentrate on something for a minute. Hall of Memories is very quiet. The Hall of Memories. Uh, can you take me there? Yes, but first we give you accommodation. And he snaps his fingers and a couple of servants come and they lift you, help you to your feet and then they guide you out of this building and to another building next door which is also lavishly appointed. Apparently it's for visiting dignitaries. And it's a a standalone house that is mostly unoccupied. However, like I said, when they have important people come through, that's where they get to stay. And so you have basically an entire house to yourself, two stories, four bedrooms, and a, a lavish seating area downstairs. So really it's the detail is in your minds as to what that looks like. Very comfortable. Um, and it's very conveniently located. Bash? Yeah, so my room is dope. Yeah, tell us about it. So um, they, uh, I was accompanied by this lady, and she slid the door open, and I entered my room. And it was a small room, about eight, eight feet by eight feet initially, but there was another door that I noticed. So then she closed the door, and she goes to this little area of the floor, and she raises it up, and she pulls out this what looks like a bedroll. So she's setting up an area for me to sleep. Then afterwards, she reaches also down in that little under little cabinet under the floor. And she pulls out some additional cloths and additional like change of clothes. Then she goes over the door and she opens up the door. And in there, I see an area where there's some uh, a water um, pump. 
And then there's a bath there that has a lot of hot water, it seems, because it's steaming. So I run over and I try to take my clothes off and get in the bath. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and she points over to the pump and she wants me to wash first before I get inside of the, of, of the hot bath. And before I know it, actually, I'm sitting there buck naked. Oh, my goodness. And actually, I'm washing myself and she's actually washing me as well, my back and area. And then afterward, I head over into the, the bath and I sink into it. And it's a little hot at first. But then it is so soothing and calming, and I'm going to doze off. And they've added various leaves of things, and so it's not just water. It's, it's an aromatic experience as well. And then she starts humming, so it's an ASMR thing going on. No, no, no. Literally, no. I'm just kidding. Stop this. Uh, Peter, what is your room like? Very Spartan in design. I walk in, and there's basically just a low bed in it. There's, um, this must be for like traveling warriors or whatever, because there's a stand in the corner for me to put my armor on, which is pretty dope. There's also a, um, bathroom, much like, uh, much like Wamberbash's in my room. And yes. Okay. (laughs) Tara, do you want, are you going to go to your room or are you just going to expect them to take you right to the hall? Um, I mean, I'm, I, I don't want to be rude. Since they're saying we'll give you accommodations first, okay. maybe so I'm you gonna, can drop off. Exactly, things. I'm just gonna go up there long enough to to set my things down so I can be unencumbered. Okay, and what does your room look like? Um, same bathroom setup. I think that we can just assume that all the rooms have this bathroom setup. But in the main room, instead of a bedroll or a low bed, it's like it's a large, uh, maybe feather pillow large cushion like it's maybe a five by five foot square just big fluffy pillow um with and and with uh there may be some throws like throw blankets and things like that but no no other pillows no other you know nothing like that it's just one large cushion and uh with a a very small uh and narrow uh, almost like a bedside table with a flat you know, kind of uh, narrow with, I mean, would they have marble? Would that be a thing? Yeah, absolutely. A, mar- just a, a square marble top, maybe it's one foot square. Nice. And then you turn around and you're like, Chiswick, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I've traveled all this way for you. I've traveled this way. Ship Chiswick and tear. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. And oh, we should come out. with like one of those couple names for them. Tirik. Tirzik. Tizik. Tizik. Tira. 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 Okay. Uh, and Hashtag she pulls out this little Tira. portrait and puts it on the little. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. So you you go ahead and re- yeah. relieve yourself of those put, things. Put my pack and and my weapons and things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but head immediately back down to yeah. the first floor where the governor or the general, whoever was going to show me. The servant is there. Okay. And she has instructions and she takes you from this place across the square to a low but elegant building. It has green tiles for the roof. And again, it's that sloping roof that tapers out as it gets down toward the ground. The walls are white still. More of that same dark wood. And outside, there are elegant characters that frame the doorway. They're picked out in gold. 
and when you step through the door, a, a tingle runs over you, and you can feel the respect emanating from this place. As you enter, a couple of servants that are inside bow respectfully and then retreat to darkened alcoves on either side of the hall. And you are left with a long pillared walkway that leads down. And at the far end, there's an oculus in the ceiling, just a hole in the ceiling, and light streams down onto a low altar, also made out of wood. And on that altar are very newly placed pieces of armor and weaponry that are covered in blood and dented. And they are remnants of soldiers who fell in the battle. Now I'm picturing it as being relatively low light yes, and all absolutely. the rest of the building. And that's why the light really stands okay. out over the altar. And because it's raining through that hole, like rain rain is getting on the all the the armor and probably washing the the blood away. Some of right? it, yeah. So yeah, there there's little rivulets dripping off the sides of the table, but it's all that's by design. Mm -hmm. Uh because now it becomes a part of this hall. I, I, I stand, I, I stop after taking a few paces in when I see this, uh, the new armor under the shaft of light. I just stand for, you know, two or three seconds and then slowly proceed forward and I'm going to go and I'm going to, when, when I get to where I'm just a few feet in front of it, maybe five feet in front of it, I'm going to stop again and just look at it for a minute and then keeping my eyes on it, I'm going to sit down cross-legged on the floor in front of it. And then I'm going to reach into my pack and take out my star stone. And I, so I'm sitting, you know, cross-legged and, and so I just kind of have my elbows resting on my knees and I just have, I'm kind of holding my star stone and I'm maybe staring intently into it for a minute and then close my eyes and I'm trying to almost like inclining my ear like can I hear that song again can I hear you know what what am I feeling what am I hearing from this just hit the rewind button <laughs> at first all you can sense is the stillness of the place the feelings of many many memories washing over you. And even though you know nothing about this country, aside from what you've experienced in your very short time here, you can tell that this place is steeped in tradition and in blood. After about a minute of this quiet contemplation, you open your eyes and look down at the stone and notice that the light that's coming through that oculus, that hole in the ceiling, is refracting out of your stone. And so you stare into the depths of your stone, seeing that golden topaz color glowing from within. And maybe you hold it up to get a better angle on the light, and you twist it, and you can feel the sparkles of the light washing over you. And then gradually you begin to notice a tune arising. And you have your tune that you're used to hearing by now, that, mm -hmm. that lullaby that you mm -hmm. remember from your childhood. Mm -hmm. But now there seems to be almost like... A, a descant to it. And as you begin to focus more and more on this new element of the tune, you feel a peaceful moment wash over you. And it's that same peaceful feeling that you're used to feeling when the stag is around. Are my eyes open or closed at this They're point? They're open. Okay. 
you're facing the altar and suddenly you feel a muzzle touch your shoulder and the sweetness of his breath fills your nostrils. I close my eyes as soon as I feel the muzzle on my shoulder and I'm just going to lean my head back. You lean your head against his head Mm -hmm. and the stag whispers to you. I felt you needed me, Tara. I am here. I'm glad. It just doesn't feel right anymore. And so she's kind of like in a, almost in a trance-like state right now. Just eyes closed, leaning back against the stag. And not even really thinking about what she says before she says it. It's just whatever, like whatever she feels, however non-sequitur, <laughs> just... Like that, you just start off with, it doesn't feel right anymore. And he seems to fully mm-hmm. understand exactly where your mind is. He pulls his muzzle away. And before you know it, he is standing in front of you. He is just quite almost silently circled around you and is now facing you. And he goes front legs first and then rear legs second to lie down in front of you. His head is raised in stately fashion, his antlers almost seeming to brush the ceiling, although they're not nearly as close, but he seems to fill this room Mm -hmm. with his presence. I know you have seen much. I know you have gone through much. I sensed your success and felt the pillar awaken. I have not been idle in my separation from you. I have found a great trove of memories myself of great lore that has been gathered. And I have much to share with you. Outside, Thump and Bash and Peter, you all feel almost simultaneously a pull on your minds. And from within the depths of your baths... (laughs) That's right, they're all like... I haven't been taking a bath. I have not been taking a bath. Okay. Oh, we know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say that you're all done with that. You're, mm-hmm. you're out, you're refreshed. You're, you have actually been given uh, Huyen Gen clothing. It's silks, and I'll let you describe what those look like. Go ahead. So I have a pair of pants that I, that I put on, and they're, they're not huge, but they're, they're loose, definitely loose and flowing. Um, but um, they're also way above the ankle, like the, the bottoms of them. So uh, a lot of my lower calf and my is is exposed they're good for kung fu kicking, yeah, yeah right? exactly yeah, yeah. and then uh and then a robe goes over top and it, it crosses over the front and ties on the side and um and then there's another robe that goes over that but this one uh the the, the first robe sort of ends at like the the mid um uh, mid thigh as far as length um and has full arm lengths but then the next article that goes on is more of like a longer robe and it reaches all the way down to the floor um, and this one also crosses up front, but this was the, the sleeves are a little bit larger. Um, and so they flow off of my, um, off of my arms a little bit. And I suppose, because I saw a couple guys do it, you can tuck your hands up underneath, uh, the arms of the, of the, the robe and completely hide basically your hands. Good. But I also noticed there's some pockets actually on the inside of those, uh, of those uh, sleeves. So you can actually put things in there. Great. And what colors are we talking about? Uh, mine are, are gray, uh, gray pants and gray um, first part, first robe, and then a black um, with a um, like a charcoal trim on the outside. Very nice. Peter? Mine are 
the same style, but um, the primary color is like this light green, and the trim is yellow, and then black. Great. You feel... What about thumps? Oh, yeah, let's go with thump. Thump has red, red. pants. Yes. And a very dark blue jacket with yellow trim on it to go over it. So all the primary colors are represented. And they're on the yellow trim is a red and blue uh, dragon that runs up either side of the lapel. Yeah. You know, I'm actually kind of surprised they're able to manufacture clothes of that of of that quality so quickly for him because they had have... clothes they had clothes prepared for visitors. But I mean, he's different dimensions than a human, right? Let's not worry about that. (laughs) No, what's interesting, though, is he's a dragonborn. I wonder what they're thinking about him. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of surreptitious glances and not muttering, but sidelong conversations as they're helping to get Thump dressed. And he, he looks very bemused while this is going on, and he's giving off all sorts of scents. There's that quasi jasmine smell that he's releasing and also his baking bread smell mm-hmm. all right um so yes you feel the pull of your minds and as you make your way down the stairs and outside you, you meet in the i guess the sitting room downstairs and you're all kind of looking at each other like what is going on peter what, what are you doing out here i don't really know i just feel something pulling me I don't really know. I just came out here. Yeah, I I, I wanted to go outside for some reason. Uh, where's Tira? I think she's in the Hall of Memories. You know, I th- I think we should go and uh, see what that? she's up to. So it's over there. So I guess we just kind of tuck hands and drift across the courtyard. You make your way across and enter the dark building. You also feel that feeling of great stillness and respect wash over you as you enter. You almost feel like you need to bow before going in. I do. And there before you, you see Tira's form sitting on the floor cross-legged. And directly in front of her is the shape of the great stag. My eyes go wide. And that's where we're going to end this episode. (coughs) So let's talk experience points. Bash hates the little part in the sandal going in between his toe. (laughs) He doesn't like the way it feels. Oh, I thought we were wearing like one of those like those black slippers. Like, yeah, you can the have socks. the slippers if you want. No, I got the, I got the, uh, because it's raining outside, I got those, um, those, the uh, block sandals. Yeah, the block bloop, sandals oh, with yeah, the two yeah. blocks sort of <laughs> oh, raised up man. about five feet, five inches. Five, five feet. feet. Five inches. Uh, so Hard, you, just, you broke your ankle coming over here. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga. <You're> <laughs> and his meat dress, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Experience points. Yeah, experience points. I really liked Tira's animal handling. And her using the stone to contact the stag. So why don't you take five total for that? My idea. Exactly. I was going to say it was Bash's idea. So go ahead and take three for recommending that she try and contact the stag. Now let's let's hear a Norse battle here. (laughs) Yeah, I think I didn't really do anything. Um. Tell you what, each of you take two for the various descriptions you added as well. I really, I think that added a lot to the game. It, it certainly spices up everything and it, it helps to broaden because I, I can't think of everything. Sure. And so your touches really, I think, helped to build out the world. So thank you very much for that. 
What'd you think of that aspect? Yeah, it was dope. I, yeah, I do like that, actually. When you first mentioned that you were going to do that, I thought, Ugh, I'm no good at coming up with this stuff on the first of all, I want to go there. The moment. Yeah, right? I want to go there. Yeah. Especially the part where they brought all the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so Norse but battle. That was good. Let's go. Peter, for his epic mount of pork meat the second, son of the Lord no, of the Horses. No, no. I like how Thump uh, just kind of got down off of his horse. And and sort of offered the battle weapon to yeah, the general. That, that was, was dope. That was I think cool. you should get points for that. Okay, I'll give him two. Okay. Do I get any extra points for my awesome role playing when the, the stag and I met? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and take two <laughs> for that. I quite enjoyed that scene. Good. Yeah. If you was... couldn't tell, by the way, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Too bad we don't have video going here. <laughs> I mean, I was. <laughs> Yay, Nell. Yeah. Okay, any other nominations? Not really. That's all I got. Okay, great. Let's go ahead and do a recap. Tira is 71 points into level 6. Bash is 84 points into level 6. Catching up! Peter, 68 points into level 6. <gasps> I'm not in dead last place anymore! I am! Thump is some amount into level 4. I've, I'm really falling behind on this because I'm not writing down stuff after each episode, but I need to. I, I catch them up in between episodes while I'm doing the editing. But I'll get that one of these times. We really want to thank you for continuing to listen to our show. If you're really enjoying it, if, if you're having fun sharing our story with us as we tell it, please let us know about it. Contact us through the social media means that we talked about earlier in the show. If you're really digging us, please be sure to leave us a review that really helps to boost us. Yeah, we miss reading your reviews. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had a review to read over on, on the podcast. But yeah, however you choose to support our show, downloads are great. Comments on Twitter are great. Reviews are wonderful. So please just whatever you want to do to help support our show, we'd love to hear from you in any of those ways. Feel free to reach out anytime. I'm especially good with Twitter. I try and keep up with that every day. So that's the best way to contact us. And we really want to thank you for joining us. And we will see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. Take three. Beep. Are you envious of those metal dice that you see floating around the world? <laughs> I was. <laughs> And I decided to, I decided to do something about it. <laughs> well, he's trying to be funny, so I mean, he no, is. I'm just trying to be like different. Commercial, you know I mean? yeah, do yeah. it. I, I love it. Okay. <clears throat> I used. To... <laughs> I'm also a client. <laughs> I'm not just a member. Because you're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> because you're worth it. Because they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>